Lauren Saban. That is us. We are at 800-222-5222. We are efforting Sir Michael Singleton. We're going to talk a little bit about the dust-off regarding the San Francisco Giants. But right now, go out your calls at 800-222-5222. Rob, go ahead. Hi, uh, Dr. Drew and Lauren. You know, let me talk about for a minute hope and our system. But first, hope and you guys. You know, you guys were treated shabbily uh, in the f- past few years by some folks, uh, you know, employers. And you've been retained and hooked up, and you're fantastic. That brings me hope. And I, I saw you, uh, Lauren, I rewatched Taken 3 just to see you as a newswoman. <laughs> that was fun. That was, your, that was your Fox thing, your Fox show? No, no. I, was, I, I played a reporter for about, I don't know, Oh, Five taken, seconds and taken, taken three. Oh, you had to look really quick, but I appreciate that, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, and now on on hope and our system. You know, you you'd think that uh, climate science isn't something Trump knows about. He doesn't probably. But guess what? He listens to the experts and good ones. That you've heard about the ninety-seven percent consensus of climate scientists that say it's human caused and it's uh, mm-hmm. devastating. But guess what? It's actually fifty-fifty. You should laugh in anyone's face that says ninety-seven percent uh, consensus. That's been debunked by Richard Toll, T.O.L. Dutch Dutch scientist, expert on climate uh, science of, of, the, of the economics of climate science. And guess what? He found out that that John Cook in Australia phonied up the statistics on eleven thousand uh, studies, and it's actually point three percent of the studies that. He reviewed that uh, that claimed there was a connection between uh, human causation and global climate change. So the 97%. Now, I'm reading a book by Roy Spencer, Ph.D., the top world expert on monitoring global temperatures from orbiting satellites. I'm just going to read the title of his book and subtitle. The, then then i got to wrap it up, Rob, so go ahead. Right. <laughs> the, great, the Great Global Warming Blunder, How Mother Nature Fooled the World's Top Climate Scientists by Roy Spencer. Again, a well, top here, climate scientist. Here's the, let me put one thing, Rob. Let me put one thing out that sort of maybe adds a little lighter fluid to your conversation here, which is that we heard that report earlier in the week that was devastating about global warming. If you really read that report, what it showed was that over the next 80 years, global warming will definitely impact the GDP by approximately 10 percent. Yeah. Over eighty. That would be an economic over, over eighty damaging. years, ten percent, which is like point so, five percent per so, right, year, which is about what fifty billion dollars a year or something. But if it was it, so minute, but, then why is the president going out of his way to say, "Oh, it's all lies"? But, but here's the problem: is if until there is economic forces that outweigh uh, the potential downside, we're not going to change. That's just how we work as human beings. Until that becomes you know, something that really gets into our economy where it starts to pencil to do, to bring up alternative fuels, that's when we'll move. And and Dr. Yeah, and go Dr. ahead. Dr. Drew, uh, Richard Toll, who was a head author of a pli- of a uh, UN climate panel uh, report, he's the expert on uh, the economics of climate change. He has said the impact of climate change is relatively small. He, and he dismisses the idea that mankind must act now to prevent catastrophic global warming. Okay. All right. We're going to have to drop it there. But, but uh, we could go on and on and on about it, Rob. I know a lot of people have strong feelings about it. It's Something's happening. I think the probability is we're contributing. But can we change it? Probably not. And then we have to deal with it in the way we deal with it. And we can take CO2 out of the system. You know we could plant trees here in Southern California and take a lot of CO2 out of the system. We'll do it when we have to. We will do it. There's mm-hmm. no doubt. It's, it's the, humans get caught in things that they don't see coming. 
When something happens that they don't anticipate, that's where we get really in serious yeah. trouble. Yeah. Otherwise, when the economic forces develop for us to, to make a change, we make a change. We do it. That's right. Uh, let's go to Shermichael Singleton. We're going to talk a little about the Giants. Shermichael, are you with me? Hey, Dr. Drew. Hey there. So, Shermichael, of course, Republican political consultant, contributory host to Vox Media's Considerate on Facebook Watch. A little dust up uh, for the New York, for the uh, San Francisco Giants, correct? You know, Dr. Drew, look, I, this is where I kind of, I, I don't know, I sort of straddle both sides of the line here, right? Because as an African-American, my great-grandmother's from Mississippi. She's actually still alive. She's 91. Uh, her other, one of her other siblings is 94. They're the only two left. They live through lynchings. They experienced this. So I know very well the severity of this and what it meant for African-Americans. But at the same time, uh, that's a team that has multiple owners. Uh, and, and each owner has a right to have their own views, even if I don't really like those views, even if I find those views to be quite deplorable. And so I really do think we are just becoming such a society that's so sensitive to everything. Well, that's the, the thing. You, don't like. you will you know, box yourself out of plenty of things you love and enjoy if you're going to dig for anyone that disagrees with you politically in any way um, in the products you use, in the services you use, in the teams you support. I mean, it's it's crazy because in this country, one of the greatest things is that you do have the right to support whatever you want, to say what you want. You know, we have freedom of speech here and, and we are free to um, support each you know, political party as we see fit. And so the idea that because an owner differs in a public, I mean. But there's a a weird thing, Lauren, going on. And to your point, uh, and Shermichael, you tell me if you agree with this, Mm -hmm. a lot of people in this country are not embracing American values. They like don't, they are connecting to them. It's weird. People only only want their views represented, what they believe to be right, what they believe to be true. Well, I don't think that any one person uh, has a command on what's the right way to think about every single issue. Sure. Now, sure, do we all as a collective come together and say we think morally this is the best way, ethically this is the best? Absolutely, but that is not to say that we shouldn't also tolerate the most extremists of other views, because guess what? The moment you begin to silence those who differ from you, regardless of how abhorrent, abhorrent their views are, it's only a matter of time before another group or another entity, or another, or, or other individuals begin to do the same to you. And once that process becomes, it sort of becomes cyclical, and then you sort of destroy and break down the very nature of the idea of having free speech, which is the bedrock, or one of the bedrocks, I would argue, of, of our republic. It's what has allowed this country to do so well in comparison uh, to others, is that we have the ability to have differing views even the most extreme of them. Well, I find I myself. We have to maintain yeah, that. I find myself saying to some of these people that go, I, I can't get behind American values. I go, Do you know how many millions of people died just so you could say that? Yeah. I think it's just the freedom right. to be able to stand up and go, hey, I've got some issues with how, how this country runs. Yes, you should be I, you should be grateful for that opportunity to say that. Absolutely. And, and it's not like we don't know that America's made some missteps along the way. We haven't always been on the right side of everything. But, but, you know, the idea that it's, we're so, um, what's the word? Uh, there's no room for gray right. in, in anything, in any way, on any issue. There's no room for gray. If you voted this way, I cannot talk to you. I cannot buy your services. I cannot do business with you. And, and I've never felt that before. It was like, oh, yeah, that guy, he's a Republican. He's hardcore. But I've never heard the, we, you know, we can't even 
acknowledge his existence because well, he does he, not vote. He the must same be way. destroyed. He must lose yeah, his job. Right, he must, correct. You know, he, anything he right. the we, we must avoid as well. It's like it's, it's weird, primitive thinking. It's weird. Well, I think what 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 we risk if we don't correct course is that we really do risk the, the breakdown of, of our society and civility. Once you begin to destroy civility, once you begin to destroy uh, the necessary aspects that have made us a viable society, we're not perfect. There's no such thing as a perfect society. But one only needs to merely study the great empires of the past, the Ottomans, the Romans, uh, the Greeks, heck, even the Egyptians, certain aspects of it, if you really want to get into the nuances. When you begin to dismiss uh, the, the most essential values that sort of make each of those societies what they are, that's when you began to see their destruction. And, and, and we're at the precipice of that. I would quite honestly argue in this country, because to your point, Dr. Drew, we're not embracing American values anymore. I'm an African-American. As flawed as our country is, it's those same values that allowed my grandparents, my great-grandparents, and my ancestors to say, hey, this system is not okay. We need to make changes here. So if we were to if we step away from those things, then I have to ask myself if I'm candor would oblige me to ask myself if we step away from those values, what is to allow us to continue to correct course as we move forward uh, as a nation, as a society? And I think it's going to become increasingly more difficult because people refuse, absolutely refuse to be around or talk to people who have differing views. That is not what makes America, America. Everyone has the right to have an opinion even if I don't agree with that opinion. Now, let's figure out a way to talk about those differences, and let's figure out a way to agree on the things we agree on and move forward as a society. We're falling behind, guys. Look at China. China's spreading out across the world. Uh, you look at uh, what's going on in South America, a lot of developing nations. They're all beholden to China now, parts of Africa, yeah. even the Middle East. And America's falling behind. We're losing our dominance because we're too focused on infighting. We're too focused on, oh, I'm offended by that statement, so I can't talk to you anymore. Well, guess what's going to happen in 10 years? It won't matter anymore because America won't be number one because we're too focused on the small things versus looking at the big picture. And the big picture is maintaining those essential values. Absolutely. Um, in your mind, though, how do we even attempt to bridge this gap? Uh, Dr. Drew, God bless him. He's a glass half full kind of guy. And he believes that with uh, Democrats taking over the House, that this combined government will actually work in our favor where maybe, we might be able to maybe, get things done. Maybe. And we'll see without, new infrastructure. Without, and, without us clear with these majorities that are obstructed by the other party, maybe there could be a collaborative government. No. No, I actually no. think that's a possibility. And the reason I say that is because. I worked for a lot of candidates, as you guys know, even at the presidential level. And politicians are most primarily focused with self-preservation. How can I preserve my own self-interest, meaning staying in office? And if that means as a Republican, I have to give a few things to work with the Democrats and, and vice versa. If I'm a Democrat in order to get some things done, then I am willing to do that. And so, Dr. Drew, I think that's actually a very, very important point. But I think another point uh, that we have to focus on, and I'm thinking about California here as I say this, we really need to return back to teaching civics in school. Yeah, I know. We have. I agree. Oh, absolutely. I agree. Uh, it's a maybe, disgrace. Maybe we failed the millennials. You know. That, that's right, Dr. Drew. My generation, and we are seeing the results of what happens 
when you don't teach civics, and I know people talk a lot about Trump and nationalism being so abhorrent and so horrible and so wrong. There are, look, and some folks may criticize me for saying this, and I'm going to take it. There are some good things about nationalism. Loving one's country is not bad. Loving one's country and putting one's country first is not bad. Those are okay things. And right. we need to accept that it's okay to say, I am an American, and I love America, and I want to put America's interests before I put the interests of other nations. That is okay. Why, is, why doesn't that make sense? If you're the CEO of a corporation, you're certainly going to put your corporation first. If you're the mother and father of a family, you're going to put your family first. If you're an individual trying to climb the ladder of a job, you're going to put your self-interest first before others. So why should we not be allowed to do that as a society? I, I think we've really we've transformed the idea of nationalism to being a negative thing. And there are certainly negative aspects of it. Of course, I'm going to admit that. History says so, but there are also a lot of positives. And so when you return to teaching uh, civics and, and the importance of government and the importance of having differing views and, and the whole idea and concept that iron sharpens iron, being, meaning, sure, I may be a conservative, you may be a liberal, but if we sort of combat in, in, in that idea space, we can come up with even better ideas that truly benefit the country, America. Uh, and so I think, guys, we're, we're just really missing out on a lot of things that my parents were taught Certainly you guys, my grandparents were taught, despite all of the issues that we had as a society, that certainly helped propel the country forward. And I think as we continue to step away from that, you are going to continue to see the furtherance of, a, of generations where it's, it's merely impossible to operate with people who don't think like you. And that is not the way the founding fathers created this system. And that means if we can't operate in the manner of which they created us to, then we no longer have a republic anymore. And I know this may sound to be a bit cynical to some, but one needs to only study history to fact check. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm with absolutely. you. But I, listen, I hope you can get the ear of some of the politicians. I think just a simple thing like reinstituting some sort of requirement for something like civics would be a long way, would be an amazing thing. But, uh, Shermichael, i got to wrap it up here. Where can people find you? They can find me on Twitter, at Shermichael underscore. That's at S-H-E-R-M-I-C-H-A-E-L underscore. Thanks so much, guys, for having me. Great to have you, as always. Appreciate it, Shermichael. Take care. Bye-bye. It is Lawrence Vaughn and Dr. We're taking your calls, 800-222-5222. Do you agree with that? Something simple like civics or something about American history? Reinstitute that, maybe? 800-222-5222. Lawrence Vaughn, Dr. Drew, it's Midday Live. It is Midday Live, Lawrence Vaughn, Dr. Drew, 800-222-5222. A few minutes here for some calls. Uh, Ed, go ahead. Ed, Ed, Ed. Ed? Oh, yes. Hey, Ed. Go ahead, Ed. Thank you for for taking my call. Can you hear me? I got you. All right. Well, uh, Dr. Drew, you continue to be apologetic to all of these people that continue to defend nationalism, just like the last person that you had online. Uh, you know, it's about time that you say that this nationalistic thing is a negative connotation. It was given that. A word is the meaning that is given to it. Say right? it again. Say it again. The what meaning to it? The, uh, the word is the meaning that society has assigned to it. There were many words that used used to be used before that did not have a certain meaning. For example, the word gay. I used to be someone that was happy and what have you. Right. So you're it, saying it so you're a, saying that that I'm not keeping up with the more modern connotation of of nationalism. So that so that uh, for for me to say use Teddy Roosevelt's nationalism that's so anachronistic as to be inaccurate. 
Well, uh, well uh, Teddy Roosevelt's want, nationalism is considered, you know, imperialism almost. Uh, well, that no, that was his. That was because his nationalism, as he defined it, was just strictly putting national interests ahead of self interest. But his his rapaciousness, for sure, he was an imperialist. Don't don't get me wrong. He was an imperialist, and I would have issues with it. But but in terms of his actual stated definition of nationalism, putting national interest above safe self interest. Is something that just doesn't doesn't make sense anymore. Oh no, it does not make sense anymore. In particular, the way it's been defined by our current president, and the way that our current president wants to divide us using that word. I've not I've not heard him so. define it. I've never heard I, he, he uses it. So you think he uses yeah, it to be protectionist? To be protectionist? Protectionist of what? Well, I'm wondering what you would. We're asking you. Yeah. And unfortunately, you have some beeping behind you. I don't. It's I don't know if you're driving a forklift or. I'm not driving. I'm not driving anything. As a matter of fact, there it stopped. Pretty much But anyway, I don't. I don't. The the problem here is that. The word no longer has the meaning that was attributed to it in the turn of the, the other century. You're right. So You're we, making that we, point. We've I get evolved. that. I we've, get that. We've evolved. We have evolved from that. All right. Fair enough. And 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 that it, it's strictly negative connotation now, and to not keep up with that negative connotation is inaccurate. Yeah. Yeah. And to say that one is not American. I'm American by choice, by the way. I, I was. I'm an immigrant. I've been here for 55 years. So. That makes me more American than most people. Where, where did you come from? Um, where, where, what's your country of origin? I, I, I came from Europe. So so okay. you saw nationalism's negative side, right? I mean, you saw some horrible nationalist outcome, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So I can understand you'd be very sensitive to that word. That, that it, 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 and, and I've said this, too. It leads to jingoism. It does. It, it has, it's, a, well, it's a slope that you can head down that's not good. Well, that's why I think people well, get touchy when they hear it. But it's something like Ed it, it has history behind him. I get it, right? Yes, and, but the gentleman just behind, just before mentioned it, and he said there were some goods about it. And you need to put the brake and say, no, there is nothing good about it. That that we've we've gone beyond that. That's a bridge behind us. We have to look at another way of being American, of being patriotic. All right, patriotic. Thanks, That's our next thing. Said we got to take a break. It's Lawrence Vaughn, Doctor Do. This is Midday Live. It is Midday Live. In a mere moments, we're going to bring in our friend Ariva Martin. Her new book is "Make It Rain." Uh, Jason, you make comment first. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. Well, before I make my comment, I just would like to say thank you for your great coverage with regards to the fire and getting pulled from the forestry service on. I think you guys did a great job in, uh, you know, doing something positive for changing the future of that. But for today, what I was calling in about was that I would like to say that um, we should definitely have civics classes brought back and not only teach people how our government works so that they can have some respect for it, but also how other governments have failed in the past. Because it wasn't really until I started listening to Jordan Peterson that I started learning about the tens of millions of people that died in the 20th century when socialistic and communist governments were tried in other countries. That, that to me, is sho shocking that you don't know about uh, what happened in China during the uh, agricultural uh, resettlements and also during Russia with the Gulag Archipelagos. I mean, it's just millions of people died in the name of ideology. That's why I keep Look saying... Look at Franco in Spain. Oh, I mean, that was whenever another, ideology prevails, humans suffer. It's oh, We lost Jason. But Jason, he's right in the sense that 
not only do we not learn about our own, we don't learn about other nations. And it is so embarrassing right. to me yes. when you go to Europe and they will tell you yes. more about American history than you know. Yes. And and I and I think, we, of course, we do teach history and we do teach government at schools, but I, maybe it's the way we're teaching it needs to be better uh, sort of specific to the intent of the people that live that history. Speaking of intent, Ariva Martin, author, award-winning civil rights attorney, Make It Rain is the book. Ariva, it's so good to hear you. Hey, Dr. Drew and Lauren, how are you? Hi, Ariva. Great to talk to you. You too. Happy holidays. You too. Ariva, one of the things that confuses us about the um, caravan coming up from Mexico, from Honduras, is uh, the organizers, the Pueblo Sin Fronteras. I, I'm a horrible at speaking Spanish. Pueblo Sin Fronteras. Thank you. Um, he, he, he has keep has coached up the population, the the group that they're you know sort of shepherding across Mexico, that they have rights in America, and I get a little confused by that. When they keep saying you have a right to this, you have a right to services in America, you have your right to education in America. What are they What are they talking about? Am I missing something? Well, what they have a right to do is to seek asylum, and I think that's what's getting lost in all the rhetoric and the divisive language that we're hearing. And unfortunately, people are you know, buying into some of the negative rhetoric uh, about immigrants. And, and what the Constitution says and what American and international law provides is that if you are you know, fleeing a, a country that's violent, uh, you know, violence or gangs or, you know, severe oppression, you have a right to come to the border and seek asylum. But that's no longer what our asylum laws are guaranteeing. We're no longer offering asylum to those fleeing well, gang. And, and, but even and so, poverty. you're right. They should have, they should be, <laughs> hold on, but, the, and, and they should be seeking asylum, like you said, when they cross the border into Mexico. But what the group is telling them, and we've heard this repeatedly, is that, no, no, you have rights in America to the services there and to education there. And and I get very confused by this. And many of them are not fleeing. We've seen lots of interviews with ones that are not fleeing anything specific. They just want They just a want job. a job. They, they want, want a, a better job. life. They want a better life, which I understand. Well, I, I, they're putting the car before the horse because you don't have a right to anything until you're granted a right to enter the country legally. So I think that's where we have to start with this conversation. And, Lauren, to your point, the laws haven't changed. Uh, the president issued uh, basically an executive order that was challenged in federal court, and the federal court judge said that the president doesn't have the ability, the, the authority, the power to change immigration laws. That, that Those laws that law was be changed by Congress. But that law was pertaining to where these people were coming in. The president said that these people could only seek asylum if they were coming in through ports of entry, and the courts threw it back to but him and said no. That know that they could illegally enter otherwise and still apply for asylum. But m- m- what I'm talking about is we heard Mike Pence say, you know, us- we will no longer grant asylum to those who are just fleeing violence in their country or poverty in their country. Those are no longer applicable means to apply for asylum. And to my heart breaks for all of these people who are coming. Yes, they have the right to apply for asylum, but 90 percent of them won't get it. Yeah, and, and Mike Pence doesn't have the ability, just like the president doesn't have the ability to unilaterally change our immigration policies or to change the way in which one people can apply for asylum or the standards used to grant it. And that's what this, that's what the Congress, hopefully the new Democratic Congress that will be installed in January will do is enforce the uh, border patrol, force our immigration 
uh, system to apply the law as it is. And if, if the people don't like the law, then change it. But you can't unilaterally decide, uh, prejudge people's ability to receive asylum before their applications have even been filed or reviewed. We're going to take a little break here. We're talking to Reva Martin. She's, of course, author of Make It Rain. Reva, you have a website you want to refer people to? com. You can find my book and find out all the stuff that I'm doing uh, related to my book and the work that I do around social justice issues. Stay right with us, Loriva. Lawrence Vaughn, Dr. Drew, this is Midday Live. Julie loves her 90-year-old home in the hills, so when her sewer line started acting up, she called the plumber she's come to rely on. To smell good plumbers at Mike Diamond. After everything was repaired, she wrote them a letter. Dear Mike Diamond, I've been a customer since 2002 and have always been satisfied with your team. This giant plumbing job was a giant concern, and everyone was fabulous. That's what we like to hear, Julie. Please continue. They were prompt, courteous, and careful. They patiently explained things. Everything is working properly, and I was charged exactly as quoted. I will call as soon as I'm ready to finish the work on the other side of the house. Meanwhile, please know you have a very satisfied homeowner, and your men are great at their jobs. Thank you, Julie. We're so happy to be your go-to plumbers. I'm Mike Diamond. I guarantee my plumbers will show up on time and smell good. Or your house call is free. You'll find more testimonials like Julie's online at MikeDiamond.com. Read a few before you call 1-800-446-MIKE. Contractor license number 399-170. Is your to-do list too long to get done? Then download the amazing new Tackle app. With Tackle, you get pre-screened service providers and pre-priced quotes on all the chores you can't get to. It was actually super convenient. We used the Tackle app in the same day someone came out, and we thought it would be a long process of finding someone to come do it, and they were there within 24 hours. It felt like a huge weight was lifted off our shoulders. It was just so convenient to have someone come and take care of something that was much needed and that we didn't really have the time to do. Tackle for someone like me is amazing because... It helps me save time, but also because I travel, I mean, I can get a job tackled from anywhere. Think about how good you'll feel when your to-do list is done. From house cleaning to junk removal to yard work and more. Download the Tackle app for free right now. 95% of our providers have received five-star ratings, so you can feel comfortable with the help you'll find. Let's tackle today. KBC has dependable traffic when you need it the most. Southbound 405 before Western. Been working out a crash. Your left lane's blocked. Expect delays coming up from about El Segundo Boulevard now. South 110 at 6th. Be aware of a stall. Middle lane's blocked. Other trouble spot for the 605 South at Telegraph. It's a crash in the carpool lane backing up now to Washington. Eastbound 10 Sierra. The off-ramp partially blocked with a crash. And eastbound 22 at Fairview. Another accident in the left lane now backing up toward Euclid. I'm Rhonda Kramer. Talk Radio 790 KABC. Hey, are you on your way to your dealership service department with a problem? You know they'll probably charge you 100 bucks just to open the hood. Don't do it. If your car just doesn't feel right or a service light is on, turn around and head to Amco, where the initial transmission check is always free. You know they're the preferred vendor of most warranty companies. Why go anywhere else? That's double A, MCO, Amco, transmissions, and a whole lot more. 
Are you drowning in IRS tax debt? I owe the IRS $37,000. Get ready for a toll-free hotline. Take advantage of new IRS tax forgiveness programs that may protect you from IRS collection agencies. They have the power to garnish your wages, put liens on your property, and levy your bank account. Civic Tax Relief can help protect you from the IRS. Civic Tax Relief basically represented me against the IRS, and by the time everything was completed, I didn't owe the IRS anything. Find out about the Fresh Start program that is now available through Civic Tax Relief. Civic Tax Relief's special tax hotline can help you discover all the relief programs available for free. I would recommend anyone who has a tax problem to contact Civic Tax Relief. Just call 800-938-6077. 800-938-6077. Don't wait. Call now. 800-938-6077. 800-938-6077. Are you ready for America's favorite Tupperware lady to blow you away? See why the L.A. Times raves. I was laughing too hard to breathe. Back the truck up. Whoa. See Dixie's Tupperware Party at the Kirk Douglas Theater November 28th through December 30th. Tickets at Dixie's Tupperware It's Sin Sleep's Everything's on Sale sale, where you can save up to 50% off everything. And I mean mattresses, pillows, sheets, motion bases, everything. Plus, pay 0% interest for 12 whole months. Sin Sleep, they'll beat anyone's advertised price, or your mattress is free. It's the most wonderful time. Want to join us for our first holiday party of 2018? Well, me and Lauren Savon, we're broadcasting from the Subaru Live Stage here at the KBC Studios Thursday, December 6th at noon. We want you to come hang out with us, shoot some selfies, grab some lunch. Be the seventh caller now on our new contest line, 888-790-5222, and you will get your invitation to hang out with us at the Subaru Live Stage at KBC Studios. Brought to you by the Subaru Share the Love event, now through January 2nd. It is Midday Live at 800-222-5222. We're speaking to our friend, award-winning civil rights attorney, Areva Martin, author of Make It Rain. Uh, and Areva, before the break, we were talking about our understanding of the sort of what the immigrants are up against. And we, they, what we were responding to was something from early in the summer when I'm going to read you from uh, a article on Vox. Jeff Sessions issued a ruling Monday, this in June, an immigration case that will make it hard or even impossible for Central Americans fleeing gang violence in their home country uh, and women fleeing domestic violence to get asylum in the U.S. or even be allowed to stay in the U.S. to seek asylum instead of being summarily deported. See, he, he excluded domestic violence and fleeing gang violence as a condition for asylum. And that's what we've been yeah, led we, to believe since that ruling. Yeah, we, we've seen the Trump administration definitely make it more difficult uh, for immigrants to flee the kind of violence that we've, you know, we've seen displayed on some of these really horrific reports that we've, you know, just watched play themselves out on television. But ultimately, the decisions about immigrants rest with the Congress and how those laws that are enacted by Congress are interpreted in the courts. And we've seen ACLU and other civil rights organizations challenge uh, Trump's attempt to make it more difficult for those individuals who are fleeing violence, gang violence, domestic violence, to enter the country legally. Now, you know, unfortunately, there are lots of ways to make it more difficult. You can definitely change the standards. You can, uh, what we're hearing now is there are only about 100 Slow cases. Slow down the processing. Be in process. Yeah, yeah. 
So you could cut off the resources. You could. But Ariva, you know, let me ask you this. The access to ju- to lawyers and judges and all of that makes it more challenging. Of course. But when we're talking about asylum, yes, you have the right, even when you enter illegally, to apply for asylum. Yes, that is everybody's right. But the asylum system was never meant to be used like this. It was never meant to have a 6,000 person caravan storm the gates and demand that they all be processed immediately for asylum. I mean, that's, that's not how the system was set up to work. Well, I, I think, Lauren, it, it's easy to focus on, on the caravan, and, and Trump has made that a central part of, of, you know, the rallies that he conducted pre-midterm elections. But if you look overall at what's been happening in, with our immigration system, the number of immigrants attempting to enter the country, particularly, uh, you know, from South America or Central America, Mexican countries, have those numbers have gone down. So it's not really, I think, fair to just focus on the caravan and to suggest that there's somehow the problem with our immigration system when over the last you know decade or so, the immigration numbers have gone down. And then how do we treat immigrants from European countries? And we know this president, this administration has a bias, a negative bias against you know, people of color, immigrants of color. But he's is it immigrants of color, Ariva? Clear. He's or... called them rapists. He's called them murderers. He's, you know, he, he's made his positions well known. Absolutely. Uh, he has. But I have to ask, is it a matter of color or is it a matter of merit? I mean, these people coming up from Honduras are are desperately poor. They have little to no education. Many of them are illiterate. And so you have to ask yourself, are these the people that we want to come into this country to be on but welfare, or do we want to... a merit-based system in terms of immigration, so do we want a system where... Who gets to decide? Do you have to have a PhD? Do you have to have an IQ of 130? Wouldn't that be great, have, though? You know, European <laughs> if that's who we're importing? This country. That's what, that's, I'm sorry? That's the way it used to be. That's certainly where it was. Uh, my family had to go through all kinds of... Uh, you know, meet all kinds of criteria before before they were even. You had to prove that you were going to make a living yeah, here. How you're going to make a living, and who was going to and how you're going to support your family. And, yeah, you know that's the way immigration's always worked in this country, and then all of a sudden it didn't work that way, and so that's where people are. Well, I, I think right. that's too simple of an analysis of how the immigration system has always worked. Now that. Uh, we, we have a president that has a disdain for people. Of no, 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 wait a minute. I, that is how, that's not simple. That's how it worked. My, Lauren's family had to do that. My family had to do that. This is how we got in. It, you know, we had to get them piecemeal one at a time. They had to come in through Canada. They had to go first to a sponsor in Connecticut, and then they moved to Chicago and prove how they were make a living. And the they had to wait spon- three years. Wait, oh, my, was seven, eight years. Of wives were I mean, the point is, why do we get to decide who comes in? Of course we should get to decide who comes into the nation, because having American residents and citizenship comes with rights and it's a privilege well certainly if and we want to move somewhere else yeah, they're, they're going to they judge get to us. decide we'll be right back it's fun doctor it's midday live It's fine, Dr. Drew. It is midday lab. We're talking to our friend, speaking to our friend, Ariva Martin, Arthur, author, award-winning civil rights attorney, author of Make It Rain. You can get it at arivamartin.com. And, um, yeah, I mean, I th- we think we've forgotten our history. I mean, uh, Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez said, did we turn away Jews during the World War II? And we, we did. We yeah. absolutely did. <laughs> there was only one country that didn't. That was Sweden. Uh, and uh, it's <laughs> even during World War II, we turned them away. But do you acknowledge that we can evolve as a country? We can absolutely evolve, evolve, but to say that we should let anybody who wants to come here come in and support them, no matter what they're... That that hasn't been the case. Clearly, the borders... You just read that... uh, 
ruling or, or that proclamation by Jeff Sessions, clearly it's not the case that anyone that wants to come into the country can come into the country. And I think everybody believes, oh, I shouldn't say everybody, but I, I think a good percentage of the country wants common sense immigration yes. laws. They yes, absolutely. Yes, yes. We're begging for them. Yes. To our immigration laws. And I'm hopeful that with the new Congress that will be installed in January, maybe we'll start to get a little closer to some bipartisan solution. To oh, my God. Areva, when I said when I said that about an hour and a half ago, Lauren said she, I nauseate her being so naive. No. So I'm glad to hear you say that. I'm glad to hear you say that. I told him his hope makes me nauseous. <laughs> so, but uh, I, yeah. I'm with I, you. Fingers crossed, but I mean, we've got to move the needle. So, I mean, we've been yeah. fighting about this for decades. Oh, my God. Some progress, whether it's in 2019 or 2020, but yes. uh, I, I think everyone is, you know, wanting to see common sense immigration, whether it's gun control immigration. I think there's solutions out there. We just have to put our heads together and find them. Fantastic. Ariva, again, your website? ArivaMartin.com. Follow me on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and all those uh, social media platforms. And glad to spend some time with yeah, you. Always yeah, great I to talk to you, Great to talk to you as always. And thank you for joining us. And it sounds like you have a all cold. Right, yeah. I want you to take care of yourself. Do you hear that? Ariva? I'm sorry. Say it again. Do you have what a cold? Sound, you sound I a little do. congested. I, I'm not going to claim it as a cold. I'm just going to say I'm nasal today. <laughs> All right. So just take care of yourself, okay? <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it, guys. Right, you got it. Reva Martin. Again, the book is Make It Rain. Just, you know, I work with you every day, and I, now I consider myself a, a doctor. Yes, and I can diagnose I'll, I'll over the phone. I'll you as such. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was pretty uh, pretty apparent there before we was dealing with some congestion. And uh, we're getting into that time of year, too. So we should have asked her if she had her flu shot. Uh, <sighs> Lost opportunity. Our number is 800-222-5222. Um, yeah, I I don't know. Uh, I do see. I I, I kind of feel the way Riva does that that uh, having having a mixed Congress well, is a so. good thing. I it, hope so because because what's been going on for the last eight years is one side is in power and the other obstructs, and that is not a way to run a business. I, you know, what I mean that that. But is why going do you nowhere. think that this will be different? Because because I don't think one side fears the other as being uh, exclusively in power and that you have to obstruct them from you know exerting their will. I feel like there could be the potential, at least if they get their heads out of there, you know what. All right, thank you for listening, everybody. Appreciate it always. Uh, we are here, of course, and we appreciate you coming, listening, calling, being a part of this. Our number is always 800-222-5222. It's Lawrence Fon, Dr. Drew. This has been Midday Live.